Proverbs 9, verses 10 through 11. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me, your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. Today on the podcast, we're talking through some questions that were sent in by both the blog as well as social media that I'm excited to share with you. So let's talk about it from Zodiac Signs to Personality Assessments. Let's go. Hey, y'all, let's talk about it. Can we talk for a minute? Sorry, I cannot sing, but y'all, let's talk about it. That's one thing that we can do. It is Talk About It Tuesday. This song from Way Back When by Tevin Campbell just seems like a perfect application for what Talk About It Tuesday is. So we meet every other Tuesday and we talk about it. I share DMs, I share questions, I share my own life questions that I am hoping and praying somehow it applies to a question that you may have that you're just maybe not saying out loud. So let's talk about it and let's discuss it through the lens of scripture. Let's go. Hey there, friend, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast, adding value to women each and every episode, each and every blog written, wanting women to get anchored into God's word in order to thrust her forward into her better version, regardless of the circumstance that she's in. So my name is Brittany Dixon, and I'm so thankful that you are here. I've got some questions in front of me, and I'm only going to be able to really get to three I have responded individually to the others. I pray, I pray that this is encouraging and that this cultivates conversation in your quiet time, in your Bible, with Jesus Christ. So I'm going to state all three questions and I am going to do my best to get through this because the idea about Talk About It Tuesday is also that it's shorter than the normal blog uh, podcast episode, which is on Thursday. So the first question is, why does God want to restrict us? I can't trust that he has my best at heart. Next question. Do you believe in zodiac signs? Isn't personality assessments? Yeah, I think this was saying the same, the same thing. Last question. Can't my identity change and I still be who God called me to be. Great questions. I grew up in a household that my dad instilled in us that there are no dumb questions that you ask. And if anything, you you know might get a little bit longer of an answer than what you really wanted, which my kids are seeing the effects of. But if you assume, then you are risking and gambling that you might get in trouble with what you assumed. So I'm always, therefore, now the person that asks asks the, the 21 questions just out of my upbringing and what my parents have equipped me to do, as well as it's, it's, it's really, I'm glad they did that because now I actually do this with my kids. I'm like, ask, 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 will the right people. Okay, so let me actually add that addendum. You need to ask the right people because you can ask a whole bunch of stuff and get a panel on a panel about their own panel. So you need to ask the right people. But the first question, I'm not going to spend too much time in it. It was, why does God want to restrict us? I can't trust that he has my best at heart, friend. So for me, I'm going to just quickly brief synopsis elevator story that I 
I believed in God. I, I, I think I loved God for the most part, really. But I didn't believe that God personally knew me, knew, knew me inside out, had my best interests at heart. So this question was one of the reasons why I wanted to choose it because I identified with it. So I, from my own story, I can, I can tell you that, um, God, God's best is better than our best. Even if we don't, even if we don't know it and agree with it and and we think we know what's best. I mean, you can really look at your own life, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. I guarantee if you go back to Facebook and be like, oh, you know, this person who was everything is everything in high school, they really ain't everything now. And I, and I, I idolized them. I wanted to be like them. Right. So you can even look at your own story and just see how much how far you've come and how much you've transformed. So the you now, I would probably bet that a cup of Duncan's coffee, <laughs> that the, that you would not necessarily agree with everything that you believed to be true when you were 14, 15, 16, 20, et cetera. So that in itself shows the limitations of what you know, because you only know what you know, whereas God knows everything. So I'm going to default setting to... I'm going to reprogram and default my setting to even if I don't agree, even if I don't see, even if I feel this certain way, these are my real my real emotions and all of my emotions. I'm going to default setting to the creator who knows me, created me, created the world. So I would, of, of course, start there. I don't know if this person that's asking is a believer, because if you don't know that God is the creator, if you are grappling and struggling with that, then that would be a problem to, then, then I can see how you can feel that he is restricting you because, you know, this random person who sits on some random throne, who claims to be God and, and who, you know, claims to love me is only telling me that I can do X, Y, and Z, right? So, the first step is just to know so scripturally to put some scripture to this you know we are we're we want to be seen and we want to be loved and we want to be known and valued and in Luke I'm just going to give you scripture on this one Luke 12 7 talks about our value and that God knows us Matthew 6 8 you know I love this this scripture because um, well, I, I love it, but it also actually used to hinder me out of my ignorance, not the scripture's fault, but my fault, because it, it basically synopsis is, you know, God knows what I'm going to ask before I ask it. He knows my desires, you know, so I, I don't even have to utter the word. He knows my thoughts without me even saying anything before my thought even comes. That's how well oiled his system is. That's how much he knows you. That's how much he knows me. So for me, the ignorant Brittany was like, oh, well, I don't really have to actually ask because God already knows. So, but then that breaks, breaks fellowship. I need to, you know, dump off my, my prayer requests and not hold things inside and, and allow this authentic relationship with God. Like it's okay to have the desire. There's nothing wrong with the desire, but it's everything wrong when I'm trying to get to my desire apart from God. So I think that I didn't give God my desires because I thought God's answer was no. I didn't want to give God his no. I wanted to sever that like, oh, whether God agrees or not, I'm going to go create and pay the way because I am you know, Jesus resurrected and born in 1981. But God knows and loves me 
and values me. So friend, I pray that that encourages you, whoever else is struggling with that. I pray that that encourages it, encourages and struggles you as well, as well as listen to the prior weeks in, the, in this identity. I really should have started there. So we are talking about identity in Christ, this unapologetic um, God design that God has created us. We are in Christ. We are image bearers for this month of August. And going back to some prior episodes, it, you know, specifically even in the second week, we're talking through biblical womanhood and and in the garden, you know, Eve felt restricted. She felt restricted. She felt that God didn't know, you know, she knew what God told her, but she felt that she knew better and, and she didn't <laughs> at all. So that alone shows you from the beginning of time that this struggle is not a new struggle, as well as it also shows you the ending of the struggle. So that's that question. I pray that has been an encouragement. Second question. Uh, I'm going to go to the third question because the second question is long for me. Um, second, The third question, can't my identity change and I still be who God called me to be? I don't know because I don't know. I don't know if this is being asked with everything with um, gender equality, um, the pronouns, the all of the things, right? Um, not being confined to who we were born as um, and, and all of that, that movement. I don't know if that's what this is, if that's the change in identity piece, or if this is like, I wore my hair from Holly Berry to, well, even before Holly Berry, I had, I went through this whole movement of like wanting to be a rapper. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even know. Like I, I can't rap. That's, that's what's so funny. Like I have no rhythm. I can't rap. I can't dance. I can't sing. Somehow I wanted to be a rapper and I dressed a certain way. Just, so I don't know if this is like I, an identity crisis, like you're trying to figure out you know, how your hair going to be. So even when I turned 40 uh, last year, I struggled with, man, what's the 40 decade Britney going to look like? Right. But I went through a point of, I wanted to be like uh, so many people. I mean, gosh, it changes, but my senior year finished with Holly Berry haircut. You know, I did the bi-level haircut. I did all the colors. I did everything. So I don't know if this is like just changing your identity, meaning like just surface of your looks, how you're dressing, or if this is something deeper than that. Either way, sin is an amazing teacher. Sin, the enemy, they it's a lie. Sin lies and it's a and it's a poor and false teacher. You know, so it does great at what it does great at, which is lying. And and the lie is that somehow this is what the enemy wants to sell and what he has sold since the beginning in Genesis 3 when the serpent met Eve is he has sold that you can obtain your fullness apart from God. Apart from your creator, you can become any and all you want to be. It's your truth, right? So let's let's go to some scripture I marked out because we need to use scripture to, to talk about this. That's what this Talk About It Tuesday is about is let's look through scripture, the lens of Christ, and let's talk about it. So the first would be 
Um, Genesis um, 1, verse 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make man in our in our image, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. So God already put a limitation, a boundary. He created, he created. Um which right there, I think that that's a struggle, right? In this current day culture and has been, this is a, this is a struggle of, well, this is not, that's not how I identify myself. I identify myself as a man. I identify myself as a woman, or even in terms of as a woman, I am only a mother. I am only a work, I work out outside of the house and I'm not a mother. I'm only, um, you know, this, this one section, like, I feel like we want to attach ourselves to something to identify ourselves with. And the only thing scripture tells us is that we're made in the image of God as male or female. That's it. Like there's no other that your favorite color is purple. Um, how you're going to wear your hair is going to look like you, you went through a TLC phase, you know, with the, with the, with the baggy pants and the, and the underwear that came out. Right. So, I mean, that was the only thing to identify ourselves by. And, you know, being in, I was a biology major before as my first degree, before I got my second degree as, as a nurse. And I was thinking, as I was thinking through this, this, praying through this question was we used to, you know, talk about proteins and just how you can denature proteins, denature, meaning you can change its shape. You can change its molecular shape and form. And that can be done through different catalyst, like through different enzymes, um, which create a catalytic um, reaction or, or it can be heat, which still in and of itself is, you know, creates a, a reaction to that protein and it bends it, shapes it. But likewise, uh, you know, there's other restorative or regenerative agents which can create renaturation. So you've got this denaturation, excuse me, of proteins, and you also have the opposite. There's some um, denaturing um, enzymes that like you can't renature it, but then there's there's many that you you know just changing, moving it from the context of that heat it can go back to a new form, its old form, or it'll change into a new form. Either way, whether I, 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 I was thinking of the ceramic face that I made my mom, which is still in her office. And I think I was in sixth or seventh grade. It was, I think it was 1991 or 1992. And I made this, this ceramic structure of myself. Why? I don't know. And it, I was thinking if I heat tested it, so this is literally product from 1991, 1992. If I heat tested it, or even if I just dropped it, you know, apart from my mother being extremely upset at me, you know, and, and mad about the process, the pieces of it, even if they're not still put together, it is still the, the same at its, at its basic form. It's just broken into many pieces or if I heat it, it's just it's just going to change into a different shape. If you think of molding clay, so whether I mold it to look like a castle or I mold it to look like a duck or I mold it to whatever it's going to look like, it's just a different form. But at the molecular level, it's still the clay. It's still the pieces, mom. All we got to do is just re-glue them back together and it's going to look all the same just with a whole bunch of glue in it. 
So I think to myself with this question that even though we each work so hard to run after and strive to change our hair color, <clears throat> our outfit, um, our weight even, these are great goals, right? I'm on this Peloton, like my name is Brittany. And so changing myself, changing my, my I'm into gardening and baking. Oh, Brittany, listen, if you would have told me about gardening and baking in my 20s, I would have laughed at you. I'm not crocheting. You know, why did I actually have a whole thought about crocheting when I was on Pinterest one day? I saw this Pinterest and I was like, oh, I should probably crochet. And that next thought was like, Brittany, have a seat. You're not crocheting. So whatever this new thing that I'm going to identify myself with as a baker, as a podcaster, as a blogger, as a mom, as a wife, as a nurse, as a, all of these things, let's go back to if all of those things burn away. If all of those things crumble and break out of my life, I am still an image bearer of God. I am still made in his image and I am still loved and I'm still identified by my basic components. How I came into this world was naked and, and, and I had nothing attached to me. It was just Brittany. And that is, <coughs> that is who... God has called us to be. So the question, can't my identity change? Your habits can change. Surely your, you know, your interests can change. All of those things can change. But at the basic core, even if you do everything, have every surgery to change yourself. If you color my, if I color my hair purple and red on my birth certificate, I'm still Brittany, Nicole. Well, not Dixon, but Hudson. At my basic level, that's that is who I am, and even above that, I am made. I'm an image bearer, so I think we have to be careful to attach ourselves to things that um, are temporary. Um, so I do want to read. Um, also, I wrote here First Corinthians um, chapter six. <clears throat> Go to this. I have so much, so many things I'm trying to get through real quick. First um, Corinthians chapter six. Um, Verse 19, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. This is verses 19 and 20. For you were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. So I had wrote that down just that even your body is not yours. You can't give breath. Like you don't sit here and decide every single second. Breathe, 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 breathe. Liver work. Pancreas, do what you need to do. Like we can't think through that. Like we we don't own our body our body is God's and 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 he controls all things we do not <clears throat> um also James 4 um 14 yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring what your life will be for you are like a vapor that appears for a little while then vanishes Psalm 144 4 I'm not going to flip to that but it talks about the same thing like we're we're here today and gone tomorrow so if as I'm so stuck on this identity and this and this limitation, um, if it's not God honoring or God glorifying, or even if it is though, even if it is God honoring, God glorifying, if it limits or if it somehow alters the 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 greater reason for why I'm here, then we need to assess and ensure that God, why is this in my life? Why am I attaching myself to something other or more than you? Um, that's where I want to leave that because I want to lastly finish um, 
the last question, do you believe in zodiac signs? Isn't personality, isn't personality, aren't personality assessments the same thing? Um, this, this question, I actually made me really, um, it, it brought me to prayer <laughs> because, um, be honest with you, it brought me to prayer because I do focus a lot on personality assessments. I'm assuming that that's why this person is asking. Um, and I, and I greatly identify with, uh, my personality, um, meaning my assessment through the Enneagram disc, uh, Myers-Briggs, I've done them all. Um, and not in a idle way, I didn't think, which is why I had to go to prayer and honesty about it, but it just, I just had to reassess. So for me, just starting with the personality part of the question, the personality assessments, um, so Dr. Gary Gilley, I, I was reading some some of his studies and, and and what he was talking about, and he made an amazing point. Again, this is this is my whole assessment of this and bringing this to God, um, and then studying and trying to understand it better. Um, you know, the personality assessments are missing scripture. Um, is is essentially what Doctor Gilly is is noting, and that leads me to what I was in Second Timothy. Um, Chapter three, verse five, I want to read, holding to the form of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid these people. So verses prior, because you have to understand context, always, always with scripture. Verses prior, it's talking about these difficult times ahead, like where everything is heading and just how people are going to be lovers of themselves and um, boastful and proud and, you know, disobedient to their parents. And just, you know, as we're gearing up, on the end times. Um, one of the pieces of the end times is this godliness, um, godlessness um, of, of, of people and of, of ourselves. And it made me question, God, what is, why do I focus on this being an Enneagram five with a wing of six and a disc assessment of, of you know, like why? And that in of itself is not necessarily demonic, <laughs> you know, but why am I focused on like, there's, there's no, Jesus did the finished works. The finished works are in Christ. It's done. So it's almost like anything plus Christ is nothing is, is, you know, what the saying goes, the cliche saying. Um, and am I tying all that Christ has done? Am I adding all that Christ has done to my personality assessment? Is it Jesus's death and resurrection plus Brittany isn't a disc of an SC, right? I mean, like, am I why and what is actually happening is is why I really had to really pray through through this. So um, the self-awareness piece must be tied, is what I wrote, to Christ awareness. Because um, this is where we're going to read in John. I told y'all it's a lot of scripture. Sorry. Um, John 3, 3, Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This is, you know, an account of, of Jesus talking to this 
head leader, this Pharisaic leader, Nicodemus, and um, who was, again, very high, knew scripture in and out. And Jesus is like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear who you are. I know who you think you are. But you can't even be born. You have to go back to being like a child. And he didn't even understand it. He was like, wait, I can't. How can I go back into my mother's womb? But he's clearly not talking. He's talking in the metaphor of of that. So this this death of self is is a requirement in order to become alive in Christ. So unless I die to who I used to be and all that I am attaching myself to to be, then I'm denying the ability for Christ to be glorified in and through me. Um, John the Baptist in John 3.30 says, you just flip a page, flip a page. He must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. I This scripture has always been, always been, always been one of my go-tos because I struggle with this bent of pride and self-reliance and I get in my own way. I create my own hurdles and my own issues because I just won't go have a seat in the corner. I want to trust me before I trust God and I have to decrease in order for Christ to increase. So while I'm using these personality assessments to aid me or to help me become more self-aware, I can't help but to walk away from all that I was praying about, feeling that my self-awareness is actually Christ-awareness. It's not more awareness just about Brittany. That is an endless pit. That is a circle on a circle and a circle and a circle and just keep striving and keep trying to find me, 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 me and reinvent me, 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 me instead of finding me by less of me. Finding me at the foot of Christ, finding me and resting, resting, not striving, resting in all of the finished works of Christ versus more Brittany. Brittany is dead, gone. Bye bye, Brittany. That's Brittany. Me now is Brittany alive in who Jesus has created and crafted me to be. So, what that leaves me to feel like is <laughs> Jesus, my salvation. Jesus is our salvation, period. Again, anything we add to him is is sin and his works are finished. God crafted me. God crafted you, friend. God, his understanding is better. That goes back to um, the first scripture I read um, in Proverbs 9, that his understanding, his all wisdom comes from God not from us. It's this lens of Christ and that ought to be the goal. So not self-actualization, not just self-awareness or spiritual liberation just to have spiritual liberation or just to be more self-aware about Brittany. Brittany, knowing Brittany, being more self-aware about Brittany apart from Christ is worthless. And Paul talks about that all of the time, that consider my life prior, you know, gone. It was, it was worthless. So I am all for counseling. I am big on mental health, all for, you know, again, if I'm going to be in baking now, new habits, um, new rhythms in this season of what I'm developing, new habits, rituals, um, hobbies, et cetera, knowing things that are my triggers, right? Knowing things that um, 
are problem areas for me or are good things for me. I know that by me getting enough sleep that this happens. I know that if I work out, this happens. I know if I drink this much water, becoming more aware of me. Brittany, you like the color purple, being in this, you like the smell of these essential oils. Nothing wrong with any of those things. So including, you know, even with the personality assessment. So there's nothing wrong with with taking part necessarily. Again, it's not demonic, but when I make that be my be all end all, when I put Brittany Dixon, Enneagram, disc, and I put my personality on that same line versus just Brittany image bear, Brittany in Christ, then we do the blood of Jesus a disservice, then it's sin. So it's not who we are. And I don't even have time to read these scriptures, but this will just talk about the signs and, and um, astrology. So I so astrology is equivalent with divination per scripture and scripture and um, just definition. It's, in, it's an interpretation of an assumed influence of the stars and planets. That's astrology. So whereas looking at the stars, admiring the sun and the moon and, and the planet, admiring that, going to, for a trip to Houston, Houston to, to look at, to NASA with the kids. It should rather, rather than creating something that we're looking to tell about ourselves, like that personality assessment, it should rather show God's hand and his power and his majesty it should help us be more in awe of who God is. Because, you know, going back to Genesis 1, when God said, let there be light, you know, and then he goes on to say that those lights, the, 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 the stars, the planets, those were meant, scripture says, to be signs, to use for signs and, and for seasons. So the days and the years, it's not meant to be an idol. It's not meant to be worshiped. So we're almost again going back to cre- to to worship the created things versus the creator. So like that rainbow in 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 Noah, the story of Noah, you know, it's a reminder of God's grace, his goodness and his mercy. And divination is forbidden. Deuteronomy 18, uh you can look at Deuteronomy 18:10 through 14 or 15. It talks about the forbiddenness of of getting all into, oh, when's your, it's like when people say, when were you born? Oh, you're a Leo, right? Or when were you born? I'm, I'm, I don't know the other ones, uh, Aries and, and all of that, right? So getting to all of that, uh, the King of Babylon in the story of Daniel, Daniel one, he believed in all of that. He was, he was, um, you know, believed in, in, in astrology and all that. He had royal astrologers. When, when he couldn't interpret, when they couldn't interpret his dream, none of them could. None of them could interpret what was, to, what was, what was bothering him. And Daniel, through the wisdom of God, is who interpreted the dream. So he later goes on to say that, man, my astrologers... <laughs> Daniel knew was was 10 times better than all of my magicians, all of my royal astrologers. So in all of the astrology, upon all of the astrology, next to the fear of Lord, the wisdom of God is nothing. 
Psalm 8, 3, Amos 5, 8, Genesis 1, 14. I will put these on the blog notes um, at CourageousRadiance.com. I hope that you will subscribe so that you can um, get updates every single week when the blog post, when the podcast uh, post, as well as uh, new things, free things, God resources every single month, but I will post this on there so that you have that for, for, for these notes. But again, it's Psalm 8.3, Amos 5.8, and Genesis 1.14. Um, just scriptures to talk about God and, and even Job. When, 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 when Job was questioning God and, and God references his creation. So everything under the creator is created. Everything under the creator is created, whether that's a personality assessment, that's a zodiac sign, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the things that we consider, oh, that's just harmless. Oh, that's just this. We just have to be careful and we have to be open and flexible to the movement of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will will guide you and convict you and to help reorient you to what and who you should be attaching yourselves to. I went way longer for this talk about it Tuesday. I pray that it was a blessing. I pray that it helps um, your time with the Lord and that it motivates you to open up the book and read it for yourself. Have an amazing Tuesday. I'll see y'all here on Thursday.